What's up, Improvement Warrior? Jason Yun, back with you again. Welcome to Improvement Warrior Podcast, episode number 36. This is Unknown Death Causer, episode 2, Sunscreen. It's a doozy. It's, uh, it was two hours, uh, around two hours and eight minutes, I think it is. Uh, went a little longer than that. I had some extra editing uh, due to some jabronis on the webinar. So uh, I'll go over that in a little bit. But um, yep, this is episode 36. So hope you enjoy it. And uh, it's, I wanted to get everything out into this sunscreen episode. And we cover a whole lot more than just sunscreen and the negative effects of it and how it actually causes cancer, not the sun and all that stuff. But uh, if you're new here, this podcast, Improvement Warrior Podcast, it's all about health and the kind of health that you're not used to hearing. So um, the words that come out of my mouth, you're probably not going to hear from most doctors, nutritionists, uh, coaches, personal trainers, boot camp instructors, CrossFit uh, boxes, or anything like that. So cutting edge, we focus on light, water, magnetism, and blocking the light, as sunscreen does, is not a good idea. In fact, it's actually a very bad idea in terms of your health. So, um, always looking for the ratings, of course. So, the podcast is free for you, but not free for me. So, I want to get this out to as many people as possible. So, if you're on Apple, go to the Apple and review there. Or if you're on Spotify, go to it and review there. Uh, no new reviews have been in since the last time I put one in, but um, let's try to get them in as quickly as we can so we can get those this podcast out to everybody that needs to hear it. Uh, big thanks to my new Patreons, so Patricia, Wendler, Engler, Roland, Ledger, and Drew. Thank you very much, and again, thank you for your continued support, Michael. Really appreciate it, but otherwise, um, like I said, this podcast did go a little bit extra because I did something stupid before it and I on Twitter I posted the link to the live webinar and I had some immature teenagers jump on and basically interrupt and cause all kinds of havoc so had to do some extra editing uh, as I was kicking them out of the zoom call but um, need to figure out how to go into uh, conference mode so I don't have that happen again or just don't be an idiot and post it out on Twitter but otherwise this is sunscreen episode unknown death causer part 2 share it out and hope you enjoy it I'll talk to you later have a great day stay strong stay positive be the improvement warrior oh and the uh, the link for this uh, podcast the show notes and everything will be at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash sun screen. Have a great day. Hey, what's up, Improvement Warrior? Jason Yun, back with you again. Welcome to the next Improvement Warrior University webinar of the week. And also, this is Improvement Warrior podcast. I'm not exactly sure what number it will be. I am Jason Yun. I am the OG Improvement Warrior and Mitochondriac, and I'll be hosting the webinar and Q&A at the end. 
And today we are topic is going to be on sunscreen and why it sucks and why you never want to put it on. So I'll be taking you through a health journey, a real health journey. I was lied to as most people were about what it takes to get healthy and be healthy. And it's why I never stop searching for the real truth. And I always take action on what I learn and either implement, discard, or save for later. So if you are watching the replay or listening to the podcast, don't forget to invite your friends to subscribe to the podcast or join the Improvement Warrior University group. That is at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash IWUFB. And if you do need additional help or coaching, reach out to me and I'll find the best fit for you based on your goals and starting point. So uh, with that said, uh, I'm going to I'm going to put you on mute here, John. Got it. Um, or if you can mute yourself, I don't know how to. I'm not too Zoom savvy. All right, cool. Okay, so let's get started with the sunscreen. Uh, this is part two of the unknown death causers. Part one was sunglasses. Um, that webinar is available in the group, and it's also podcast number 31. All right, so we're going to dive into a little history of sunscreen here first. Um, so humans, we have basically always wanted to look attractive. Even back in the ancient times, people desired to avoid sunburn. Um, so that takes us back to the Egyptian days. So Egyptians were always considered light. They always considered lighter skin to be more beautiful than dark skin. However, Egypt's sun um, environment, it made it kind of difficult to maintain light and radiant skin. And recently, the papyri and tomb walls were translated, and this revealed that the Egyptians used the ingredients of potions to ward off tan and also heal damaged skin. And this is why Egyptian mummies have been found to have the same diseases that we actually see today. And the slaves of the Egyptians of the Egyptian empire were far healthier um, than their masters. And one of the ironies of this is that they had a god called Ra, um, R-A, was their god, and their vanity blocked them from his wisdom. So the Egyptians used ingredients that have been rediscovered by modern scientists. Um, so the Egyptians used rice bran extracts in some of their sunscreen formulas. And today, gamma orizanol is extracted from rice bran and is used as um, pretty much industry in industry uh, across sunscreen, um, the sunscreen industry for its UV absorbing properties. So the Egyptians also used jasmine in their uh, version of sunscreens. And a recent study revealed that jasmine helps to heal DNA at the cellular level in the skin and also men's skin damage. 
a lupine extract was also found uh, to be used by the Egyptians to lighten their skin. And all these ingredients are still used in uh, sunscreen today. And in the 19, early 1930s, a South Australian chemist, H.A. Milton Blake, he experimented and produced a sun cream, a sunburn cream. And following this invention, the founder of L'Oreal, chemist Eugene Schuler, he refined the invention and the first sunscreen made its first debut in 1936. So 1936 is, uh, what is it, 93, 93 years ago. Um, so this is right before the modern spike of all modern man diseases that we see today. Um, so uh, later in 1938, a, another famous chemist called Franz Greider developed a cream which he named as Glacier Cream or Glacier Cream. He also came up with something called the sun protection factor, uh, which we now know as SPF factor that you see on uh, modern day sunscreens. Uh, Franz invented the SPF factor, which then became a standard for measuring the effectiveness of sunscreen when applied at an even rate of two milligrams per square centimeter. Uh, the initial glacier cream contained an SPF of two okay and today you can get spf up to 50 which is ridiculous so this formula was picked up by a company called piz buin and uh, many others tried experimenting with sunscreens and many variants made their debut debuts in 1944 a florida-based pharmacist named benjamin green patented another version of sunscreen and he called it the red vet pet and his patent was bought by a company called Coppertone, who sold it as Coppertone Girl and Bain, Bain de Soleil in the early 1950s. So finally, in 1980, Coppertone uh, developed the first UVA and UVB sunscreen, which has been in the markets with different names ever since. Um, women were the, were the early adopters of the vanity message um, pushed by sunscreen manufacturers that the blocking of sun made you look younger. Um, not only is that not true, um, it, the sunscreen actually makes your skin atrophy, so gets worse, basically. And women became the vector of modern day epidemics of disease, and they began to show up everywhere. Um, everywhere like that because women are more prone um, to diseases and whatnot due to the um, due to the way epigenetic, epigenetics work in women and that they're supposed to pass on the next series of mitochondria next series of um, to the next to the offspring so they're supposed to give birth to continue the species of humans all right, so um, that's basically a little background about sunscreen, but do, so do humans need to wear sunscreen? And do especially fair-skinned humans need to wear sunscreen? And the answer is a big fat no. Uh, as long as you're spending enough time in 
um, in, in sunrise, early AM, UVA, and then the beginnings of UVB sun, and we'll get into UVA and UVB and what it all is and all that stuff. So early sunrise, early UVA, beginnings of UVB, and also late afternoon sun, and then that can include early evening and then sunset sun. So that's the best way to build a solar callus. I'll talk about that in a little bit, but those suns or those frequencies of the sun, they have very little UV, so they're very beneficial um, to the body and whatnot. So those times are the absolute best. Um, so sunrise and sunset have zero UV, um, but anytime the sun is out, IR light, infrared light is always there. So 42% of all sunlight that comes to Earth is going to be in the red spectrum. So again, 42% of all sunlight is in the red spectrum. So do you think that is an accident? And the answer is no. Uh, red light is very beneficial because of many reasons. Uh, red light therapy is very beneficial because of that. But red light therapy never replaces the sun. So I have two red light therapy panels, one from Cozy. That's a handheld. Uh, it's not around my desk, but uh, it's basically a handheld. It only has two frequencies. It's got 660 nanometers and 880 nanometers. And then I also have an EMR Tech red light that's a little bigger. Um, it has four frequencies. It's got those two and then another two. Um, but you can check those out at uh, improvementwarriorfitness.com slash cozy or slash EMR tech. But again, red light never replaces the sun because the sun's frequencies go from 600 all the way to 3000. The sun's frequencies go from 600 to 3000 and they cover basically every single gamut in between. Um, red light powers our mitochondria to produce more ATP. So you don't need as much food like our original human ancestors who hunted, gathered, played, even slept outdoors or in caves. Um, but IR, infrared light, preps our mitochondria and our skin for the UV light that is coming. Um, also, red light is the first step in creating our EZ zone, our exclusion zone of water, or the quantum coherence of water. So basically, a charge separates the water inside of us, and that's also the first step in photosynthesis, um, is charge separation. Um, basically, it builds the battery of you, builds the battery of humans, of any animal, and basically of plants, which is why... I always say the number one thing you can do for your health is see the sunrise every day for the rest of your life. And also, so number one thing for your health, see the sunrise every day for the rest of your life. And then also once UVA shows up, get out for a little bit of that as well. Um, so UVA will show up when the sun gets over 10 degrees. Um, so there's an app that I recommend. It's the Sun. It's called Sun Position app. 
Uh, I use the Sun Position Demo app, so it's the, just the free version. Um, it'll tell you exactly where the angle of the sun is. Okay, so that building that solar callus is when we are going to be protected from UV light. Um, so we can be outside during the midday when UVB is the strongest. And UVB is when we, um, is the sunlight that makes vitamin D. So that's when we're making the most vitamin D is when the, um, during midday. Um, that's especially important in northern latitudes who don't have a lot of powerful sun to begin with and who actually have a vitamin D winter. So you actually lose vitamin D. So I am at the 40th latitude in Ohio. Um, so basically our vitamin D winter, so vitamin D goes away from November 20th to January 20th. And uh, so, I mean, low vitamin D is an epidemic because of things like sunscreen, like sunglasses, clothes, uh, basically fear of the sun, umbrellas at kids' games. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. So last two years at my, um, at my daughter's last day of school, um, Spencer, so she had a uh, last day of school, she has a picnic day. And last two years, um, me and my wife and Spencer, we were the only ones who set our stuff up out in the sun. Everybody else was under the shade. Um, you basically, you had a couple kids that would venture out, but eventually they went back under. So, um, but even under shade, you're still getting the benefits of the sun due to the albedo effect and the sun bounces around and hits you. But, um, yeah, but putting on sunscreen and sunglasses, that's when the story is different. So what if you are basically like most humans who stay inside during the winter months and then you go down to the beach and you're afraid of getting sunburn. So what you want to do is you want to get to the beach early and you want to stay late. So be as naked as possible in those early sun hours. And then for the midday hours, go under umbrellas, go under tents, put your clothes back on, but take periodic breaks of five to 15 minutes of full exposure or simply swimming in the ocean. So don't ever skip that part of swimming in the ocean. Uh, I know Dr. Cruz, one of my favorite quotes from him is, if you live near the ocean and you do not get in it, then you are an idiot. Okay, I love that quote. Um, but then uh, later, in the later afternoon, uh, maybe in half hour to an hour left of UVB, and how you can tell that is there's another app called D-Minder. Download that. It'll tell you exactly when vitamin D comes out and when it leaves and all that stuff. Um, so maybe half an hour to an hour left of vitamin D, get, uh, take your clothes up again until you see the sunset. And you can also get a kaniki. So a kaniki is a tan through bathing suit. Um, get your balls, gentlemen, in the sun. Ladies, get your boobs, get your private parts out there. Um, so those, those are vital. Um, cause I mean, most people have irradiated their balls, um, irradiated their private parts, ladies, uh, prostate cancer is expected or not prostate cancer. Um, colon cancer is expected to be the number one 
diagnosed and number one killer of all cancers um, by 2030. Right now it's number two. Um, but also breast cancer, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, they're all on the rise. And basically it has something to do with that thing that we put in our pocket um, that we should not have in our pocket unless it is on airplane mode. Okay. Um, but of course, when you do go down to the beach, don't put on the sunscreen and don't put on the sunglasses. Okay. Again, Improvement Warrior Podcast episode 31 is the sunglasses episode. Okay. And then don't be like most jabronis at the beach who are going to be eating Doritos, Cheetos, or other toxic seed oil stuff. Because um, toxic seed oils and processed foods, they actually make you more sensitive to the sun and it's harder to build a solar callus. Um, yeah, so, and also, what also makes it harder to build a solar callus uh, due to other reasons is putting the phone on the head um, or your body, uh, throw away your AirPods um, if you have them. So the phone and AirPods is also gonna be uh, upcoming unknown death causer episode, but non-native EMF, which the phone and the AirPods and all that stuff is, its number one effect is it dehydrates you. And um, when you're dehydrated, you simply cannot be healthy and you can't, your cells can't operate properly. So, um, and one reason is because when you get dehydrated, you lose your redox potential. So the redox potential is basically, it's your net negative charge that a cell holds. It determines how much light power is buried inside your coherent domains of water inside of your cell. So your mitochondria make a special type of water um, that can basically bury the power of light inside of it. So without this water, the sun basically means nothing. Okay, it can't really help you. So you want to know what your BUN creatinine ratio is so that's creatinine it's not creatine it's c-r-e-a-t-i-n-i-n-e so b-u-n creatinine ratio that will basically tell you um, if your mitochondria if your cells are dehydrated so typically you want that to be um, if you're just starting on this journey uh, typically you would want it under 15 but eventually you want to get it under 12 or lower and then also, what is your vitamin D level? So your vitamin D is, um, you want to get that above 60 eventually. And you want that unsupplemented. So you want an unsupplemented vitamin D level. So if you are currently supplementing, which I don't recommend um, in most cases, but it's a case-by-case -case basis. If you are currently supplementing, what you want to do is stop supplementing with the vitamin D for at least three months. and then test your vitamin D. So sunscreen blocks vitamin D, hence it is going to lower it. Um, sunscreen has tyrosinase inhibitors. So tyrosinase is involved in a process to convert to melanin. Okay. I'll talk about melanin. It's basically your skin uh, color and your ability to tan. Um, combine that with an indoor life and then putting sunscreen on when they go outside, vitamin D goes down. 
and the ability to actually make it drops as well because of when you are inside, most people, they have the blue lights on, um, artificial lights above Wi-Fi, power grid, all the non-native EMF, which further dehydrates you. And when that happens, the cells can't work properly. They can't communicate and they can't make the proper vitamin D and they can't make the proper anything, basically. So sunlight strengthens the mitochondria. So indoor life and sunscreen uh, downregulates your mitochondrial power. So it's basically use it or lose it. It's the same thing with working out and your muscular strength. Um, so a lifetime of not working out, you're going to have big time issues as you get older. So if a baby, baby falls down, no problem. A 20 year old falls down, no problem. 40 year old falls down, maybe you have some problems. Okay. 60 year old falls down. Maybe you break a hip, maybe you die. Okay. So melanin, like I said, um, that the indoor kind of lifestyle, it causes the melanin skin sheets to atrophy. So basically shrink and uh, not be able to use it or lose it basically. Okay. So they remain pale. You can't build a solar callus. Okay. And I'm also talking, I'm talking about melanin on both the outside and in. So the outside, we can see the melanin, the skin color and whatnot, but we also have melanin on the inside. Okay. And especially in our brain areas like that. Okay. And there's actually more melanin on the inside than there is on the out. So you need a high redox potential in both your eyes and your skin in order to be able to heat and cold adapt. Okay. Plus you cannot live like an indoor zoo animal under basically 68 to 72 degrees of a perpetual spring or summer, because that's what you have your thermostat set at. So 72 degrees at night is basically summer. 72 degrees during the day is basically spring where I live. Okay. So sunlight can only be absorbed when we have a high density of electrons in our tissue. Okay. You probably hear me talk about electrons all the time. Basically, um, electrons, if a loss of electrons is the cause of every disease, basically. And if the electron flow in you stops, you are dead. Okay. So sunlight only works with electrons. So the photons from sun only work with electrons. That is known as the photoelectric effect. So we get electrons from nature, either sun and grounding, but we can also get them from food and water. So cold water has more electrons and more oxygen. Okay. But the food needs to be in season and as local as possible. Okay. So a polar bear doesn't freeze to death because all they eat is basically fish, seal, walrus, the occasional human, if they can get them. Um, and they're always connected to earth. They're always connected to the cold. They're always swimming in the cold water and they never put sunscreen or sunglasses on. Okay. Compare that to the average American who lives in Ohio or Michigan or Minnesota or Pennsylvania or Maine or Boston or Chicago or someplace like that, eating mangoes and bananas and pineapples while living under their 72 degree thermostat 
and they go outside under 50 degree weather, they need to put on a hat, a glove, winter coat, um, because of the mismatches that were created with the weather, with the seasons, with the indoor heating, cooling, okay? And then every time they go out in the warmer months, they wear sunscreen and sunglasses, basically blocking the light, but the sun is not gonna work for them because they don't have enough electrons from their disconnected life that they lead. So we're supposed to get two thirds of our electrons from nature and one third from food, okay? And then fat and seafood are gonna be your number one, they've, they've got the most electrons um, in it. So, and seafood actually allows you to catch more electrons due to DHA, okay? And I did an entire webinar on DHA. Um, and the epi I did, if you're in the group, improvementwarriorfitness.com slash IWUFB, you can watch the EpiPaleo webinar part one for free. And then the DH1, DHA1 is a, a paid webinar, but uh, both highly recommend. Um, basically, it's the way we're supposed to eat. Okay. So we're so disconnected from that. Uh, all right. And I mean, that's, it's basically why a seasonal eating approach is one of the most important aspects for your health. Um, especially if you live in a place like I do, where we experience four different kinds of seasons. And sometimes within a matter of two weeks or a week, we can experience three different types of seasons. So um, with the seasonal eating approach, I mean, a banana, banana has electrons, uh, but it also has protons and it also has deuterium. So deuterium is, it's basically heavy water. So think of it, it's, it's got an extra proton and a, a neutron, I believe. So it's just, it's more heavier than your regular water. Um, sunlight helps to deplete deuterium. Cold exposure also helps to deplete deuterium. Modern humans, they block sunlight with sunscreen, sunglasses, clothes, hats, windows, umbrellas, and or they just never go outside in the sun. Um, Modern humans never go out when it's cold. They, modern humans get cancer at a clip of basically 33 to 50% of the population. Um, I believe right now in the US, it's supposed to be one third of the population that gets it. And that's supposed to go up to one in two in the next 10 to 20 years. So high deuterium concentration is involved in every single cancer. So start to connect the dots there. Um, the banana, it also comes from a place of strong UV, okay? We basically eat light. We eat the UV light that is in food. So all food grows from photosynthesis. Um, so UV light is used to signal and talk to other cells. So a UV of 13, where that banana grows, versus a UV of two um, in Ohio, where nothing grows in the dead of winter. So when you do that, you have cellular chaos, which induces inflammation. Um, it causes confusion for your mitochondria. It reduces the redox potential, which is that net negative charge inside the cell. Um, and then when the inflammation occurs, you're decreasing your mitochondrial water and the mitochondrial water that the mitochondria makes is DDW, it's deuterium depleted. 
um, and you're also decreasing your EZ water, your exclusion zone water. So your battery is going down, your charge is going down. Okay, so there's a lot, a lot of different things that a person will do if their phone is charged at 100% versus if they only have a five to 10% charge left on the phone. Okay, same thing with the human body. Okay, so your exclusion zone is going to exclude protons. So think of a barrier and then protons and electrons on each side of it. Um, so that's basically your energy tank is running low um, or running on empty, which causes you to do basically modern human tricks like drink coffee, drink caffeine all day, eat carbs out of season for a quick boost of energy. Um, I mean, meanwhile, the answer is outside, okay? So our mitochondria, when it is working properly, is supposed to heat us up in the cold and it's supposed to cool us down in the heat. This is why polar bears, again, don't freeze to death and they can swim in 30 degree water. It's why lions don't overheat in the African plains. So UV light is the most beneficial light for our health. It is not to be feared. The more you get, the more protection you get from all cause mortality. There have been several studies showing this. Um, calculations show that for every six miles closer you move to the equator, you increase your UV by 1%, your UV absorption by 1% if you're out in it. Um, obviously, other factors are going to be in play here. So mountains, uh, the albedo effect, so um, the sun shining off water, snow, that kind of stuff. Uh, and also for every 100 feet elevation you go up, UV goes up linearly as well. Okay. Um, there was a study. Hold on, let me get some water here. So there was a study that showed that UVB, which is the uh, sun that makes vitamin D, is as protective against is protective against 16 types of cancer, and most of them are epithelial. Okay. Most of them are epithelial, so there are surface cancers, so like uh, thyroid, skin cancer, um, stuff on the on the outside, esophageal, uh, that kind of stuff. So uh, of the digestive and the reproductive systems. Okay. So vitamin D is actually, it's actually the controller of 3% of our DNA genome. And almost every modern disease is tied to low vitamin D or the poor creation of it. So there's actually studies showing there is more risk avoiding the sun than getting in it. Um, artificial lights, so blue light, which is an upcoming unknown death causer episode, has far more consequences than the sun. Okay? And uh, I've done two blue light webinars already. You can check them out in the Improvement Warrior University group in the blue light guide. Lung cancer rates are highest the further from the equator you are, 
and the lowest nearer the equator. And the same thing goes for multiple sclerosis. So a lot of diseases are like that. Lung cancer has kept rising, even though the amount of smokers has basically decreased due to indoor living and lack of UV light. So in the archives, in the archives of dermatology, they concluded that there is no evidence to no evidence exists to support the notion that sunscreen. Is there time for the Q and A yet? Uh, no, it's way far away from here, dude. Okay. So, um, no evidence to exist to support the notion that the sunscreen prevents melanoma. Um, so, Dr. Ackerman, in 1999, he founded the largest center in the world for dermatopathology training, and he said there is no proof whatsoever that the sun exposure causes melanoma. So, um, melanoma has been observed to occur where sunscreen is applied the most and the rates are highest with those who avoid the sun or live in urban areas, which is big city areas. So those who avoid the sun are usually living under alien suns, which is the light, the blue lights. Um, green light will also affect you up to a certain spectrum. So artificial blue light, again, which is a future episode of the unknown death causers, um, so again, I've done two webinars on it so far and many, many videos. Um, if you are on uh, Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, you can search for those, uh, just hashtag blue light with Yun, and that'll pull up all the, everything I posted on blue light and its negative effects. But in 1982, uh, there was a study in the Lancet and they found that working under fake lights doubled the risk of melanoma. And this was a time with no Wi-Fi, no cell towers, no cell phones. If you are looking for a quick and easy guide on how to get started with improving your health to optimal, then check out my free guidebook, Improvement Warrior Mitochondriac. A 17-step guidebook going over everything from the sun to melatonin to water to cold exposure to electropollution and much, much more. It can get quite confusing listening to multiple health coaches, blogs, podcasts, videos, etc., etc., especially with where to start and where to go next. Check out the guidebook at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash mitochondriac. Just mitochondria with a C at the end. Dr. Ackerman also showed more melanomas from those indoor workers versus outdoor workers. Also, women on birth control get them get melanomas more. So ladies, you should not be on birth control. Uh, read the inserts and do your research and get off of them. Um, they continually ruin your hormones, which leads to all cancers, all death. Um, yeah, so uh, Dr. Ackerman also found the definition of melanoma has increasingly changed over the last 30 to 40 years. So instead of reaching epidemic proportions, it would have only gone up insignificantly. Um, so from 1935 to 2012, melanoma cases have gone up 23 fold. Uh, but also in that time, we started living more 
spending more time indoors under fake light and less time, obviously, in the sun. From 1912 to 2012, USA workers have switched from uh, approximately 75% being outdoors to approximately 75% indoors. And that number has only gone up in the 11 years since 2012. So if we start making the connection there, um, yeah, you'll obviously see. So melanoma is up 24 times, but vitamin D is down to epidemic proportions. So when we start connecting the dots, when we raise our dopamine, we're able to see these trends and we're able to change it in our own life and the people that we love. So again, to raise your dopamine, sunrise and early UVA is the best way. I personally believe those are the two most important frequencies to get for your health. Um, so if you cannot see trends or you cannot be curious or you cannot ask questions about everything and anything, you are a basically a low dopamine human. So from 1970 to 2009, women's risk has have increased uh, 24 times for melanoma and men uh, just four and a half times. So again, women are more sensitive to the environmental factors. Um, so basically, if you think of it as a cup of water, ladies, your cup is basically full. And you can do one thing, one thing wrong can set you off in the wrong direction. Meanwhile, men can make the same mistake three, four, five, six times before we start paying and seeing the consequences. So again, that's by design. You are supposed to give the mitochondria to the next uh, generation. And that's, so yeah. So when we send that signal to the next generation, we're sending them, is this a happy place or is this a dangerous place? All right. So uh, Dr. Ackerman, also proved that in blacks and Asians, the melanomas occur mostly in the places that are never actually exposed to the sun. Uh, that doesn't sell sunscreen. So that's what they, the marketers want you to, to believe that it's the, the sun that's causing the melanomas and all that. Um, in Queensland, Australia, it has the highest rate of melanoma anywhere. And they actually mandate the use of sunscreen and they, uh, I believe it's also on children. And I believe it's uh, sunglasses as well. Um, but I mean, always remember, mandates are not laws, as you should have learned during the pandemic. Um, so the uh, pandemic, it's a documentary by Mickey Willis that everyone should see. So the powers that be have tried to censor it, but the information in there is 100% factual, okay? Um, so sunscreens do not actually pr protect you against sunburn, um, but it is, or I'm sorry, sun sunscreens do protect you from sunburn, but it's actually better to burn than put sunscreen on. So your body will tell you when you've had enough. And remember, this, this also matters if you're wearing sunglasses. Um, 
take them off. So UV light into the eyes signals histidine in your skin to convert to histamine and urocanic acid. So both of those are natural UV filters, aka natural sunscreen. So histamine then signals skin arrhythmia response where your skin turns pinkish, but it doesn't burn. Okay, a uh, little sidetrack here. So we're going to talk about antihistamines. Okay, so we have four aromatic amino acids, tryptophan, tyrosine, histidine, and phenylalanine. So I talk about these in my 34-day light challenge. So improvementwarriorfitness.com slash light challenge. Now, most people have heard of histamine as it's associated with allergies and allergy medications. And by the way, you never want to take an antihistamine. I'll talk about that in a little bit. So histamine comes from histidine. Histidine decarboxylase is the enzyme that converts it. So histamine is a biogenic amine that acts as a regulator. Okay, so mount up for the roles in neurotransmission, immune response, gastric acid secretion. In the brain, it acts as a neurotransmitter, but the biggie is in the skin when the sun hits it. It acts as a natural sunscreen. So taking antihistamines will make you more sensitive to the sun and make you more sensitive to burning. So never take an antihistamine. Okay? If you need an antihistamine, we need to figure out what the root problem is. More than likely, it's an indoor, modern-day life surrounded by non-native EMF electropollution technology and not enough sun. Okay? Or you block the sun. All right. All aromatic amino acids have a benzene ring that traps photons of UV light. And that slows the light down so the light can work magic inside of us. So when your environment is filled with electropollution, histamine is released, uh, which can cause a lots of different food allergies or sensitivities because it's also found in the stomach of the enterochromaffin uh, system. This is because the calcium control mechanisms get destroyed from fake altered light and non-native EMF. So sunlight is supposed to be the controller of histidine and histamine. Most histamine is found in the mast cells, basophils, eosinophils, found in the barrier tissues and in the circulatory system. When these cells show up in swollen tissues with higher ubiquination marking, so ubiquination is basically marked for death. Okay, it means your methionine cycle is off, which means you get more itching, get more swelling, which ultimately just means ultimately just means you are allowing too much fake blue light and electropollution in your life. Okay? The cure is always to change your environment. Okay? Always change your environment before going to see a doctor or getting on any prescription pill or setting yourself up for surgery or whatnot. Okay, but most people don't have that mindset. Okay, change the environment. <clears throat> if you don't change the environment, things will get worse and everything is connected. Everything. So needing coffee every day to function or get your day started is related 
to cancer and heart disease. So if you don't want to admit that, that's fine. Okay, the oncologist is waiting for you. So do you know someone on antihistamines? Are you on them yourself? Okay, so with that information, what are you gonna do with the antihistamines? Okay, and the sun and all that, okay. All right, so once you get that arrhythmia response, where the skin, where the skin turns pinkish, but you don't burn, okay? That means it's time to cover up. Go inside, get under an umbrella, okay? But don't slather sunscreen, AKA carcinogens on your body or put sun, sunglasses on, okay? So what you must do is build up that solar callus, okay? So first of all, you must have electrons in your cells to start building that callus, to building your cells, to building your organs, to building your brain, okay? Electrons, electrons make the thing go round. So with Super Mario Brothers, he was collecting coins. The more coins he got, the more power-ups he got and all that stuff. So your gold coins are electrons, okay? Nothing works without electrons, okay? It is our energy currency. So when you are getting sun, your feet go in the ground, they go in the grass, they go in the sand, they go in the water. Um, if, you're, if you're walking, um, you can walk. Uh, cement will also do it. Asphalt will not ground you. So try to go barefoot as much as you can, but if you are walking in an area you cannot, um, there's grounded sandals. Um, yeah, so uh, Earth Runners, I think, is one, but you can just Google grounding sandals or grounding footwear, and yeah, that'll help you there. So, but anywhere on your body can ground and get electrons from the Earth. But the best place, the number one place, is the back pad of our heel. Um, so, never sit on a beach with your feet up in a chair or something like that. Always put your feet in the sand. Okay. All right, so that's, that's it for the sidetrack with histamine and whatnot. So, all right, in recap, all, well, no, we're not done with histamine and histidine. So all aromatic amino acids, they have benzene rings in them that absorb UV light radiation. When sunlight hits histidine in our skin, it makes urocanic acid, that is a UV filter that protects us from arrhythmia and skin damage. So urocanic acid has a massive, massive amounts of histidine in it. Seafood also has lots of seafood, or seafood also has lots of histidine in it. Okay, so I cover seafood big time in the EpiPaleo Diet webinar part one and part two in the uh, Improvement Warrior University group. Okay, but um, seafood creates massive amounts of urocanic acid in the skin. So urocanic acid in seafood can help regenerate many or all skin diseases with the help of DHA from seafood. Okay, why? DHA from seafood controls the inflammatory mediators of photooxidation to control the pH of the local environment. 
So DHA under the power of sunlight becomes uh, mericins, resolvins, and protectins that control how protons can operate in your skin. Okay, that is why I eat anywhere between 320 to 335, 340 seafood meals a year. Okay, the sicker you are, the more seafood, more DHA you need, and more sunlight, and actually more water. And the older you get, the more sun and water you need as well. Okay. Um, so I usually try to separate my DHA meals with saturated fat meals because both fats want to get into your brain and you basically don't want them fighting to get in there. So saturated fat is number one fat in your brain, but DHA is obviously needed for a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so uracanic acid comes in several isotomic and isomer forms, and this is important in the story of protons. Okay, so to understand how the two isomers of uracanic acid are linked to protons, you need positive charges and the electromagnetic force. So this is important because light is the force carrier for the electromagnetic force. So um, the electromagnetic force only deals with charged particles. So electrons, negative charge, protons, positive charge. Okay, remember, the redox potential is your net negative charge. If the net negative charge goes down, it means you have too many protons and inflammation is rising. Okay, um, So protons and electrons, so think of a pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid, the thing that's holding everything up above it is electrons and protons. Okay, so then when sunlight... And the native EMF, which sunlight is, activate those protons and electrons. Okay? So, let me get a drink here real quick. So, I know this is long, but the sunglasses, I didn't do enough research. Through, so, there's going to be another episode on sunglasses eventually. Um, but with sunscreen, I wanted to get everything in that I could in one podcast here. All right. So this is from Dr. Cruz. And um, so I didn't do any editing. I will try and translate the science as much as I can as I'm going through it. Okay. So in mammals, the energy derived from the sun is stored coherently in cells and ready for use over all space-time domains. Sunlight is transformed by semiconductive proteins like melanin into an electrical signal mitochondrial water production is critical in this blueprint how do cells transform solar energy is hundred percent based on qfd qed so quantum electrodynamic theory and not the classical biologic dogma that all physicians and scientists learned in their training <clears throat> These semiconductor proteins in our cells, like melanin, have side groups that have special molecular abilities. The primary and secondary protein structures are determined by the DNA code. This relationship maintains selection of proteins that are capable of a specific type of semiconduction, hydrated wide band gap. 
essentially dictates how cell water can or cannot bind to the backbone of a protein to work. So water does not work, or proteins do not work without water. Okay? And that is the main purpose of ATP. It's not energy. The main purpose of ATP is to open the water binding sites so the water can bind to proteins. Okay? The instructions for this blueprint are built directly into the DNA and RNA code. No other energy is needed to maintain this organization uh, dissipative structure. This binding has huge implications on how biochemistry can or cannot act within a cell. Tertiary and quaternary protein bending are required for the final tissue level of physiology. This protein bending links to how energy is telling space and time to bend in your cells. It requires accurate time stamping by using incoming solar energy photons from the sun to the organism via your eye, your naked eye, and your skin. Sunglasses, contacts, eyeglasses pulled up are going to block that. Sunscreen is going to block that. You know, this is where POMC becomes very important in mammals. So deciphering signals in light can happen at nighttime because light energy is stored in your cell's protoplasm when the sun is not present. So melatonin is a great example of this. An inability to transform energy is why bent proteins seem to be found in cells that have poor optical control and show up in many Neolithic diseases today. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna talk about more about getting, building your solar callus. It is absolutely crucial. So your solar callus is gonna help your ability to tan and build your melanin up. Melanin is basically your superpower. So in a pale world, being, having melanin is your superpower. So being pale is basically you're Superman and you have kryptonite all around you all the time. All right. Uh, but another sidetrack before we get into the solar callus. So back in 2021, we took spring break down in Destin, Florida. And I was on the beach. I, had, I took the leg extender off the beach chair. And my daughter asked why. And I told her, so my feet can be grounded in the sand and I can get electrons. Not five seconds after that, the guy next to me dropped his feet in the sand. So you never know what your words, how, how your words, what you say, what you do is going to influence somebody near you. So words have power. Unfortunately, uh, about a minute later, the words out of this guy's mouth was to his teenage daughter, did you put the sunblock on? And he asked her that and reminded her at least four times um, that we were there and they were there. Um, they reapplied the toxic crap three times in three hours. And during that time, I made 36,000 IU of vitamin D, according to my D-Minder app. And I raised my vitamin D level three points. But uh, don't go by the, what the vitamin D level says in the thing, in the D-Minder app. But um, 
I made 36,000 and I'm, I'm a skin Fitzpatrick skin type four. These guys were Northern European. So they were type one. So they would have been making four times, three to four times more vitamin D than me. Um, so unfortunately just putting on an SPF of eight is going to block 95% of vitamin D 30 SPF or more will block about 98% or more vitamin D. Um, plus it's going to alter the spectrum and of course their entire family had sunglasses on. So even shoes are going to be a sun cosmetic that blocks the sun and the power of nature. Um, so my sister-in-law always, and I think, and my wife, um, always complain that when they go to the beach, the tops of their foot burn. Okay. I don't have that problem ever. So, cause my feet, I'm always barefoot or I always try to be. So in the power of grounding. Um, so I saw so many people on this beach. Um, and we, this year, last two years, we went down to Jacksonville beach. Um, so many people running and walking on the beach with shoes. So that's the best place to ground is where the, is when, when the sand, where the sand is wet. So if you could try to get to, actually, you don't have to be in the water, but just try and get where the sand is wet. Uh, you'll get more electrons. So take your damn shoes off. They will make you sick. That is a native American proverb that I live by. So when you're in an office, when you're in an office setting, slide them off, wear socks, go barefoot if allowed, <clears throat> but I would, I would cover them up if I'm in office from the blue light. Uh, and especially do that if you have dress shoes or high heels, just so just a one inch heel will cause you major problems. So they say for every one inch rise in a heel, um, you need to be in right, in the right alignment you need to be leaning 11 degrees forward, okay? So I always think, so if somebody's wearing like a three inch heel or yeah, that's 33 degrees. So basically if, you, if you've seen the video, Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal, where he basically goes forward like that, that's basically how you have to walk. So impossible, okay? All right, so once you put the sunscreen or the sunglasses on, you alter that spectrum. Anything that alters the spectrum is not good. So to be able to be out in the stronger sun, you need to build a stronger solar callus. So sunrise, early AM, UVA, and later PM, and sunset sun is vital. Um, and you wanna be as naked as you can be. So obviously you can't build a solar callus on your chest or your abs or your stomach or your low back if it's covered with clothes okay and obviously naked eyes no contacts no sunglasses if you wear eyeglasses pull them down or take them off at the bridge of the nose okay and that will actually help improve your uh, vision and you can actually reverse myopia uh, which is that nearsightedness okay which is a disease so just because everybody has it or most people have it, it doesn't make it any less of a disease, just like obesity. All right, so Fritz, Fritz Pop, he discovered that all humans and all living things, um, for that matter, they release extreme low frequency UV light. So ELF, ELF UV <coughs> from our cells. 
the sicker you are, the more UV light is released. So in order to heal, you need to replace that light. In order to be healthy, you need a steady stream of it coming in, um, which is why if you're really sick, where you live might not be a place that you can actually reverse your disease because it's, it's not just about the sun. You have to mind your electropollution environment, um, which is a future unknown death causer episode. So if you do stupid things like talk with your phone on your head, you wear AirPods, you watch TV without blue blockers or long sleeve or pants, okay, then you may never reverse your disease no matter how much sun you get. Do you want to work more closely with me? Everybody needs a coach. Some need multiple coaches. A coach can come in many forms these days, from video to podcasts to seminars to DVDs to books to Audible to in-person coaching to online coaching. Strength coach Dan John has the perfect quote. If you are coaching yourself, then you have an idiot for a coach. If you are stuck in life with your health, business, mindset, wasting time, and don't know the next step, and you are ready to change, then the first step is to set up a discovery call with me. In this 5 to 10 to 15 minute call, we will discuss where you are and where you want to go and what I can do to help you get there the fastest. To schedule your discovery call with me, simply go to improvementwarriorfitness.com slash discovery call. Okay, so a person who holds their beliefs strongly will not be able to change those beliefs regardless if the facts point out that they are wrong. So beliefs can also be called dogma, a paradigm, a conviction, okay? Uh, and so until you open your mind, challenge your beliefs, and believe that a better life is possible for you, then all you can expect is the same. And doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the different results, is Einstein's definition of insanity. We don't want to be insane. So your light environment is more important than your food or exercise. Okay? So with the solar callus, again, sunrise, early UVA, and it can also be early UVB. So as you start working up with your solar callus, so as your callus gets stronger, you can be in more UVB. Okay? And you can also do later UVB. Then UVA, again, once UVB goes away, then sunset. So the more time you can be in those frequencies, the better, quicker you'll build it up. Um, again, the sun position demo app will tell you exactly when the sun hits certain angles. So when it gets over 10, that means UVA is out. When it gets over 30, I believe it's 30.2, UVB comes out. And then uh, UVA is still out. Okay, um, And then red light's always out when the sun is out. Um, and then when it goes under 10, that means it's either sunrise or sunset, and there's no UV. Okay, but solar callus is also not just about the sun. Electrons need to be inside of you. So electron chain transport slows down 
If it slows down, you get a disease. You lose energy. If electron chain transport stops, you're dead. Okay? So grounding. In the winter, I shoot for at least an hour. Okay? Usually I only get like 45 minutes. It depends. But um, I shoot for an hour. Summer, I usually get two to six hours a day. Um, and when you are doing that, you are going to sleep better. Your sleep will improve. Uh, because in the summer, I basically set up my office outside and I am grounded in a Kaniki Tanthu bathing suit out there. Okay. Um, eating seafood is also a necessity to build up your solar callus. Okay. It is a must. So DHA helps you catch electrons. Again, watch the EpiPaleo webinars, improvementwarriorfitness.com slash IWUFB, and then go to the, it's either EpiPaleo or nutrition, or circadian nutrition uh, section. Okay. Also in seafood, you have astaxanthin, which is a natural sunscreen as well. Okay. That's why the fish don't burn. That's why the dolphins don't burn. Okay. So once you start building your solar callus, your body will be able to get out and handle the stronger UV, and that will help you build more melanin. Skin type, Fitzpatrick's one through six. So Africans uh, living on the equator, they have a six. Okay? Uh, Northern Europeans, Americans, typically a one to a two. Okay? Me, I am half white and half Chinese. So I am a four. Okay. And I can actually take it down if I don't get in the sun. Uh, I can take it down to a three and I can, I'm, when I go down to Florida, I, I can go up to a five. So there's a picture on this wall right over here. Um, one is before I started all the mitochondria thing. Um, it was basically my, um, What's it called? It was a photo shoot for engagement photos. So it was like 2010, 2011. And basically, I'm a three. And then in the other picture, I'm closer to a five, maybe a four and a half to a five. Okay. So I, I basically look like a different race. Okay. But um, sunscreens block UV uh, either by using a physical sun barrier like talc or titanium dioxide or zinc oxide or other chemicals that have methoxycinamate, uh, P-aminobenzoic acid, benzophione. So those are just some. Some chemicals absorb the sun burning UV frequencies but let others pass through, which is an altered frequency to your body. Okay, anything that is altered that comes into your body is bad. Um, you will, it will change and make DNA alterations um, because full spectrum is what your body expects. And when it doesn't get full spectrum, then uh, certain things go haywire, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, so DNA alterations are just one step from cancer formation. Some DNA alterations will be directly and some will be indirect. So some ingredients will cause alterations when they are illuminated by the sun. So when the sun, when you're under uh, UV light, um, but as 
I've recently learned and since becoming a mitochondria, there are people who simply put sunscreen while they are inside. Okay. Um, I did a video on that because the article was written by CNA or CNN, uh, which is basically a propaganda uh, BS machine. So. So that's on my YouTube channel. You can just uh, search uh, sunscreen indoors, or I think it's, I think the title is CNN says you should wear sunscreen indoors or something like that. Just search CNN and sunscreen, it'll come up. But basically it's, it's just complete nonsense. So this is from Dr. Cruz again, um, going over skin and melanin. All right, so skin, plays a biological active, plays a role as a biological active barrier to the external environment, including sun exposure and the presence of cutaneous hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. So the HPA uh, makes it an important peripheral neural endocrine organ. So the skin acts not only as a target for neural endocrine signals, but also a source of hormones and neurotransmitters, particularly for the epidermis. As a result, biological responses for pigmentation formation do not necessarily share the same mechanism of action to environmental insults, including different wavelengths of sun exposure. So a single exposure of UVB can induce delayed pigment formation preceded by an arrhythmia response. So that, again, that's when skin turns pinkish, but does not burn, okay? UVA, which is 320 to 400 nanometers, can induce an IPD, which is an immediate pigment darkening, during the first minutes of exposure, which is, which is a transient form of pigmentation, but it fades away within a few hours, okay? Then you have a PPD, which is persistent, pigment darkening that appears within hours of higher doses of UVA exposure and persists for up to several days or weeks. Okay. So both the IPD and the PPD, as well as arrhythmia has been shown to be induced in skin phototypes one and two by single UVA exposures. And some studies in fair skin people have also been investigated uh, or uh, have also investigated the increase in pigmentation after multiple exposures of UVA. So traditional skin pigmentation is believed as the most important photoprotective factor since melanin, besides functioning as a broadband UV absorbent, has antioxidant and radical scavenging properties. Okay. So I'll say that again, traditional skin pigmentation is believed as the most photoprotective factor. Boom. Okay. That's why you don't need sunscreen. So, however, UVB induced melanin provides coverage against subsequent UV damage via increased melanin production supplemented by the distribution of melanin towards the upper layers of skin. 
whereas UVA induced tanning, which is a result of photooxidation of existing melanin substrate, provides very little coverage in the way of photo protection. Okay, so UVA basically it's basically reshuffling of your current melanin around. UVB creates more. And you can and with within with UVA, it shovels it around to where you need it the most. Okay. So that's why it's important to build up that solar callus. Okay. During those times that I mentioned, so you can be out when UVB is the most powerful, so you can build up that um, you can build up your vitamin D levels and your melanin, which is basically like a superpower. Now, neuropsin is the UVA skin cornea photo elimination receptor. Okay, so neuropsin, I always say, um, if people say the the sun is bad, if dermatologists, eye doctors say the sun is bad, ask them why do we have neuropsin, which is a UVA detector in our skin and our eye. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, so neuropsin is the UVA skin cornea photo elimination receptor. Although UVB and UVA portions of solar spectra are very well studied, there's a lack of published studies on the effect of visible light of pigmentation induction in the skin, considering today's blue lit world. So, the alpha, MSH, POMSI, and ultraviolet link. When human skin is exposed to sunlight, ultraviolet radiation stimulates the production of a hormone called alpha melanocyte stimulating hormone, or alpha MSH. This hormone is cleaved from POMSI, which is released by full spectrum sunlight. So, just another thing the sun makes. Um, Released by full spectrum sunlight stimulus traveling from the retina to the hypothalamus and the pituitary via the central retinal pathways. Alpha MSH is also secreted by the keratinocytes, a specific type of skin cell. Then it binds to the receptors on the surface of another type of cell called a melanocyte. When alpha MSH binds to the receptors, which are known as MC1R, it activates the melanocytes to produce the brown-black pigment melanin in a coupled circadian fashion. When UV light is removed and blue light is present, melanogenesis has no coupled control feedback loop. This darkens the tissue with no natural breaking mechanism. When this step is blocked, heteroplasmy rates in the skin cells rise uh, rise and they're altered. So heteroplasmy, I've talked about it before, but it's basically um, the inside your respiratory proteins, they, you have respiratory proteins and if they get stretched out, that's basically your heteroplasmy rate rising. So um, we're supposed to be born with 0% and then about every decade, it goes up about 10%, but that can change based on habits and whatnot. Um, obviously you can die very young. So let's take, so uh, let's take uh, T'Challa, um, Chadwick Boseman. He died at 43 of colon cancer. So he did some very bad things. So his heteroplasmy rate rose, 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 basically the industry he's in. Um, 
never getting sun, all that stuff. Uh, never getting sun on his uh, his bum and his, his balls and all that stuff. So his heteroplasmy rise way fast. That took him out at 43. Okay, heteroplasmy is one of the biggest indicators of health, along with redox potential. Okay, so this is why skin cancer rates are rising in a blue lit world. So not only are we irradiating our tissues with man-made blue light, but we're taking the sun's UV and IR frequencies away. So this sets up the perfect storm for skin and skin issues. The narrative that sunlight causes cancer in all cases is very suspect because of these findings with how alpha MSH works within the skin with chronic blue light exposure. It appears a lack of sunlight might be as big a trigger to cancer cases if this step is inhibited in many ways. Humans vary a hundredfold, uh, up to a hundredfold in their sensitivity to the effects of ultraviolet radiation. The main detriments of sensitivity are melanin pigmentation and less well characterized differences in skin inflammation and repair processes. Okay, so uh, melanin is also believed to play a role in scavenging free radicals, which can injure the skin cells and in facilitating UV-induced apoptosis. Apoptosis is a program cell death, which removes damaged cells and damaged mitochondria. Um, if this step is blocked, damaged cells cannot be removed, and it makes it more likely that skin cancer or any cancer or any type of disease can manifest inside of your body. Okay. Give me some water. All right. So, sunscreens. Sunscreens will also increase your free radicals and your ROS, RNS. ROS is reactive oxygen species, RNS, reactive nitrogen species. Both are used in our body for cell signaling, but too little or too much or the wrong types, then that causes a domino effect, a domino breakdown. Um, inflammation is the start. Okay. Inflammation is the start of all diseases. So anybody tells you that tells you free radicals is bad stuff and it's solely bad needs to be avoided. So just like people who smash on cortisol, cholesterol, the sun, all these things are naturally occurring things. Nature doesn't make mistakes, but man does. Okay. So, because I mean, who wants, who, who wants you to wear the sunglasses? Who wants you to wear the sunscreen? Corporations do. So corporations, they know what they're doing. They know the benefits of the sun. They know the benefits of grounding. They know once you get sick from wearing sunglasses or sunscreen or what the other stuff they want us addicted to, um, whether that's 10 years or five to eight decades, okay, one of their partners in crime, whether it's big pharma, docs, surgeons, osteoporosis docs, um, cancer docs, joint replacement, walkers, wheelchairs, sellers, endocrinologists, um, and I mean, the list goes on and on. Diabetes doctors waiting for, or surgeons waiting to cut your arm off. Um, they're simply waiting in the wing for you because they know it's only a matter of time if you continue to live the way they 
want you to. Um, if it's a billion dollar industry or more, then there's some truth that they are keeping from you. Okay, And if they're telling you to avoid something that's natural, like the sun that's been here for four and a half, five billion years, okay, or block it, okay, then there's some truth they are obviously keeping from you. So is the sun dangerous? Yes, it can be. If you go outside in the strongest sun without a solar callus, spending all winter indoors, then on week long trips, modern life is modern. Okay, it's not normal. Okay, it's not how we evolved. Okay, so the modern Indian. I was listening to a podcast the other day that uh, uh, from Paul Check. He was saying that uh, when Americans first got over here and we were trying to push the Indians out and fighting with them, he's uh, some guy that was writing his uh, memoirs or something like that. He said that. The Indians, they can take three shots and they can still get up and still come and kill you. So, and then somebody was saying that, um, the guy, I forget his name, um, but he was saying like the Indians, they were, they were just as fast as the freaking animals, the deer and all the things that they were trying to catch. So, and then we took everything and took their land and we killed the, the last wild humans. But there's still some People in Africa and some Indians live around, but yeah, just it pisses me off that we need to move back to to that to communities and whatnot and stop focusing on our technology and all that crap. All right, all right. End of rant. All right. So melanin. Okay, melanin is the photo protection of our skin. Okay, it's of the largest largest organ. It has evolved over millions and millions of years with the internal conversion processes of DNA, of proteins, and especially melanin. Okay, So it helps to convert the vast majority of UV photons into heat. And this is to prevent indirect and direct uh, DNA damage. So again, melanin is our most photoprotective substance in our body, and it converts 99.9% of UV radiation into dissipated heat. Okay? So sunscreens claim to be an artificial melanin, but they are artificial, and they are artificial, and artificial is never better than Mother Nature. So they have, they give a much longer excited state of our atoms and our molecules compared to melanin and DNA, which has a turnover of 10 to 15 femoseconds, which I believe is a billionth of a second or faster or smaller. So while in this state, sunscreen wearers are much more open to increased free radicals and ROS, RNS, which leads to cellular chaos. So Senator Chaos was my podcast number two that I did, uh, episode two. So that is just one reason why there is more melanoma in sunscreen users versus not. So sunscreen does, again, prevent sunburn, which is why people tend to stay out in the sun longer when they have it on. They feel they're protected, but they are not simply causing more damage. 
okay? When sunscreen is at the skin, and even after it absorbs into the skin, it will still filter the UV rays, which stops direct DNA damage. Okay, I, I, well, I don't want to say damage. Um, in term, I don't want to use the word damage, damage in quotes, in terms of the way most people refer to it. Okay, because it is those UV frequencies along with all the other uh, frequencies that our DNA has evolved to. So we haven't evolved to partial frequencies that the sunscreen allows in, okay? So that damage from full spectrum natural sunlight is needed to make it grow stronger, okay? So how do you make a muscle stronger? Okay, you work it out, all right? Then it's after the recovery, the sleep, the nutrition, all that stuff, the sunlight, the grounding, that makes it stronger, okay? So remember, melanin and DNA have a very short excited state. So they have just a few uh, femtoseconds. But these sunscreens, the sunscreens, altered ones, have 1,000 to 1 million times the length of an excited state. Okay, so obviously that makes it highly unstable in there. So cell signaling is the ultimate responsibility of our cells. So normally, normal signaling gets turned upside down, which causes a domino effect to everything that comes in contact with it and with the human body and our blood and blood cells and the circulatory system. Eventually, everything touches each other inside of us. So this is causing indirect DNA damage. And unfortunately, indirect DNA damage does not result in any signal or pain marker or warning sign for you as the human. 92% of all melanomas are caused by indirect DNA damage. So only basal and squamous cell skin tumors make up malignant melanomas. And only about 6% of all melanomas are malignant. So that means uh, the bad one, okay? Uh, so it's benign and malignant, okay? So benign is basically, it's not uh, cancerous and the malignant is. Uh, the, rest, the rest of those, so 94% are not even considered as a cancer in the National Cancer Institute's SEER database. A fact that nobody tells you, they never tell you that. Information, it's a weapon. And... That fact right there alone is an act of terrorism against us, okay? Um, basal and squamous carcinomas are what makes up that other 94%. And most likely, those are showing up in places where the skin is exposed, uh, whereas the malignant melanoma versions show up mostly in places where the sun doesn't shine or you pop on gobbledygooks of sunscreen. All right. Let's go over a few ingredients here. All right, so benzophenone, also known as oxybenzone, benzophene 3. Uh, most chemical sunscreens contain about 2 to 5% of their active ingredient in them. Uh, the benzophenone is one of the most powerful free radical generators. 
Industrial processes use it to initiate chemical reactions and cross-linking. It is activated by UV light. The UV breaks its double bonds and produces two free radical sites who go on to desperately look for a hydrogen atom and uh, that come from sunscreen, but may also come from something naturally occurring in us. Okay, so it could go to one or the other. And since this is occurring near the skin, which is our largest organ, it has effects all the way down the body. And apparently the sunscreen um, doesn't penetrate into the skin immediately. So it is a matter of time of application and the amount of sun exposure. So the more sun you get, the more of those chemicals will start to enter your skin and body, um, causing super negative effects. Remember, most sunscreen users think that putting sunscreen on them protects them, so they're more likely to stay out longer. Okay? And many may reapply over and over again. Like I told you, that couple, or yeah, the, the, the family that was next to me, they reapplied three times in three hours. Okay? And uh, my wife, this past spring, told me when she was helping out with the PTO with their uh, flower sale, the ladies there were basically putting it on every half hour and all of them had sunglasses on. Okay. And luckily, or none of them actually uh, asked if my wife wanted it. So um, that's a good thing. But um, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they have found that oxybenzone in nearly everyone tested in their urine. Okay, so oxybenzone will be used in the higher SPFs due to the function as a filter of UV. So changing it from light to heat, uh, but there's no research on what happens when it's absorbed in you. But if the same thing that happens on the surface happens underneath, which is likely, it will affect the cellular communication, which will affect your cell health and eventually lead to disease if not corrected. Another ingredient is PABA, which is para-aminobenzoic acid. It works much the same as oxybenzone. This was the first true sunscreen to hit mass markets in the 70s. It is not used much anymore due to allergic reactions. Uh, there is a ban on it in many countries now. They now use a different version of PABA, which is uh, patamate O in combo with other carcinogens to increase sunscreen's SPF protection. Of course, it is approved by the FDA, um, but it's, I mean, the FDA simply, it's a, FDA is a go-to company if you want your ingredient or your drug approved. All you just need is the right amount, amount of money or just know the right person, okay? So, uh, octocrylene. Uh, I didn't do any research on that one, but uh, that's another bad ingredient. So, yeah, stay away from that. Uh, Posorelin, P-S-O-R-A-L-E-N. Uh, Harvard Med School called this an extremely efficient carcinogen. Uh, it's another UV-activated free radical generator. Uh, another ingredient, octal meth. Methoxycinamate. Okay. 
Um, that's just a bad, bad ingredient. Another bum. Uh, most chemical sunscreens are designed to block UVB, which, of course, makes the vitamin D. And, of course, you wonder why there's an epidemic of low vitamin D. SPF, sun protection factor, means it means the amount of time it's going to take somebody in UVB sun with sunscreen on versus a person without it to produce that arrhythmia, again, which is the pinkishness or redness. So if it takes a normal person with no sunscreen 10 minutes and it takes the sunscreen person 80 minutes, that gets an SPF of 8. So again, an SPF of 8 can block up to 95% of your vitamin D production. Now, always remember that we, again, have that built-in sun protection in us. Melanin, pomsi, histidine, urotanic acid. You should be eating seafood and shellfish okay, that have the DHA and the astaxanthin. DHA is the most important food to consume. So again, my DHA webinar, um, I'll have nutrition courses and whatnot, but um, you can find it in the EpiPaleo uh, part of the Improvement Warrior University section in the guide section. Um, but most sunscreens interfere or they block or they break down our natural protection factors. Okay, And then if you're eating the toxic foods, toxic uh, seed oils, uh, processed foods, all that stuff, trans fats, Okay, it's going to break down even more. And the antihistamines, okay, which we talked about earlier. Uh, so if you know, if you are doing what most people are doing, then those factors will be even more broken down. Um, so what we talking about sunscreen. So, um, so I did a webinar. It's in the group, uh, in the nutrition group of eating or in the nutrition guide, uh, why you should never eat the toxic seed oils. I will say it again and again. Your phone is one of the biggest detriments to your health due to the non-native EMF and blue light coming from it. However, with one tap zap app from Solar Powered Rusty, you can take care of blue light, Wi-Fi, Flickering effect, all in one simple press of a button. One tap zap, you can disable Wi-Fi and Bluetooth completely. Get rid of your connection with the cellular tower, apply a blue light filter, reduce screen flickering, especially over low brightness, achieve sound sleep almost immediately, improve your mitochondrial health significantly, and maintain eye health with no more dry eyes and numerous health benefits as well. One tap zap, you can check it out at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash solar powered. Unfortunately, it does not work for Android, just iPad, iPhone, and Macs at this time. But check it out, improvementwarriorfitness.com slash solar powered. Another ingredient, which is 5-methoxysorolin, um, that's one of the ingredients that caused a permanent cell damage, and sunscreens with it are now banned. Uh, the EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group, their 
report found almost all sunscreens contain chemicals that break down in the presence of sunlight. And this is how they actually block the UVB light. Uh, the EWG also found most start deteriorating as quickly as 15 minutes. Uh, most state on the bottle of sunscreen that they provide all day protection, which is the perfect marketing message for the sun fearing idiot. Uh, remember, most people who put sunscreen on, they think they're protected, so they're going to stay out longer, soaking up an altered spectrum and soaking in carcinogenic chemicals in their bloodstream. And of course, it's never been studied. Um, the, all the carcinogenic uh, chemicals going into your body all at once. Okay, They're just studied one at a time. All right. So when you block UVB light, you are hurting your skin's ability to make the melanin, which increases your risk of melanoma. And if you wear sunglasses, it's even worse. So your eyes are the most important sensor for sunlight. So they communicate the UV power of the sun to the skin and all of the organs to deliver that information and energy. Okay, so don't block it. Again, the Sunglasses Podcast was episode 31, and it's in the Improvement Warrior University group. Sunburns, they do not correlate to skin cancer. What a sunburn should tell you is that you have not built up a proper solar callus. Okay. Um, but uh, I still burn um, because in Columbus, Ohio, the sun here sucks. Okay. So sun down in south of Florida, Mexico, those kind of places, there. So Columbus, Ohio's best Sunday does not correlate, does not equal Mexico's or deep Florida doesn't equate to their worst day, okay? So, um, so yeah, you do have to be aware of that. Even standing outside, um, so it was like 2019, um, it was in July, we went down to Hilton Head and the first couple days, or the first day I got burnt. Um, so that just shows you, Hilton Head is down in South Carolina, so it's not even that far south. That just shows you how sucky the sun is here in Ohio. Okay, so if you do have a disease, just realize that, and the sun is not very powerful, and we only have like anywhere between three, three and a half months of actually good sun. Okay, whereas South Florida, Mexico, those kind of places, it's year round. Okay, all right, but so here are some of the biggest issues with sunscreen and the problems with it. So they are powerful free radical generators. They increase estrogenic properties, which interferes with normal sexual development in both men and female. Okay, do we have a, especially in the US, a problem with uh, kids developing and deciding what they are and all that stuff? Yes, we do. Um, synthetic chemicals that block UV light, carcinogenic chemicals that have never been studied together. Sunscreen is a cosmetic, okay? Cosmetics are a multi-billion dollar industry. Sunscreen by itself is a multi-billion dollar industry. So just like big tech, big food, big pharma, they will attempt to put out 
their own information, their own study-funded research. People who speak out against them will be silenced, they'll be labeled crazy, they'll be called a conspiracy theory or theorist, okay, on and on, okay? They will pay off doctors, they will pay off dermatologists, they will pay off scientists, researchers, okay? Science is for sale. Everything is for sale. Um, the book, Going Somewhere by Andrew Marino, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, but also I did a, a we another webinar on the cosmetics and the the not to put the toxic stuff on your your body uh sunscreen was one of them but it's also the makeup and all the stuff that we put on the moisturizer all that stuff okay so are you pro sunscreen or anti sunscreen uh i am anti sunscreen oh yes so um we're almost done here so i'll, I'll have an open q a here at the end here all right okay. so uh, this is from Michelle Jones, who is a fellow mitochondriac, but uh, it's long, but it's loaded with tons of great information. So uh, a brainwashed dermatologist regurgitating what she spent so long at university learning. She is absolutely 100% wrong. If you follow her advice, your skin will get thin, pale, pasty, and wrinkly because sunlight stimulates collagen formation, melanin formation, that protects the skin from being damaged. Following this advice lowers your vitamin D and your cellular mitochondria function because most energy is made from sunlight, uh, which equals food craving and chronic diseases. Let me show you why. Ultraviolet sunlight that reaches the earth is 280 nanometers to 400 nanometers light that is not visible to the human eye, but humans do have non-visual photoreceptors that absorb this light for cellular signaling via nitric oxide and create vitamin D and hormones and neurotransmitters. UV sunlight is critical for mitochondrial physiology. UV sunlight has a high kinetic energy and when it shines on water, it increases the charge of the water. Remember, you are water, basically. UV sunlight increases venous oxygen by demagnetizing blood to allow it to release oxygen to the mitochondria. UVA, which is 315 to, three to 400 nanometers, appears before UVB in early morning sunlight and varies throughout the day and stimulates nitric oxide production. UVB, which is 280 to 315 nanometers, varies throughout the day and depends on latitude and altitude. UVB is absorbed by cholesterol in the skin to make vitamin D. UVB also stimulates nitric oxide release from arterioles equals lower blood pressure. UVC, which is 100 to 280 nanometers, does not reach the earth from the sun, but it is made in the blood plasma from the chiral heat effect of UVB sunlight on our hydrogen bonds in water molecules in the blood plasma. This keeps deuterium in the blood plasma at 150 parts per million. Infrared IRA light, 42% of all sunlight that reaches Earth is IRA light. Sunlight is unpolarized and has no flicker effect. IRA light is constant from sunrise to sunset and penetrates 30 centimeters into the human body. 
IRA is absorbed by the Earth and radiates back 24 hours a day. IRA is absorbed by water to build your exclusion zone because it moves proteum and concentrates deuterium in human tissues. Mitochondria also produces IR light that builds the exclusion zone in the deuterium depleted water for mitochondrial and intracellular use. IRB light penetrates up to 10 centimeters of our body. Fluorophore equals proteins, peptides, or organic compounds made from aromatic amino acids that absorbs high energy short wave UV light and releases it at a lower energy and lower wavelength. NADH, NAD plus are fluorophore proteins at cytochrome 1 that absorb best at 340 nanometers. Other fluorophore proteins are melanin and eumelanin in the skin, dopamine and melatonin in the brain, NAD plus, NADH at cytochrome 1, and albumin in the blood. Melanin is a bioenergetic pigmented photosynthetic fluorophore protein made from tyrosine that transforms light energy to chemical energy by splitting the liquid water molecule to make molecular hydrogen gas and oxygen gas for use by the mitochondria and a nucleus. Melanin uses the photoelectric effect to make cellular energy. Melanin is located in your eyes, skin, uh, in the eyes, the RPE, retinal, retinal pigmental epithelium, in the hair, and on the cell nucleus, and this is where the nucleus gets energy, not mitochondria. The nucleus has no ATP or mitochondria. Human brains have more melanin than any other mammal. Melanin is mammal chlorophore, only far more efficient. ATP depends on the energy from melanin because melanin absorbs all the electromagnetic spectrum from radio waves to gamma rays and chlorophyll only absorb visible blue and red. So chlorophyll only absorbs visible blue and red. Melanin transforms liquid water into oxygen, independent of breathing, and molecular hydrogen, that is pure energy source and an antioxidant and a reversible reaction, unlike chlorophyll. Melanin transforms liquid water into oxygen, independent of breathing, and molecular hydrogen, that is pure energy source and antioxidant and a reversible reaction, unlike chlorophyll. So it can transform that gas back into liquid water. And for every two molecules of water that is reformed, four high energy electrons are generated for water battery creation and optical signaling. Hydrogen gas can travel through all parts of the cell by diffusion to deliver H2 to organelles in symmetric form in all directions. Melanin is downregulated when sunlight is absent leading to paler skin and eyes. Without melanin, UVC light cannot be made in your blood plasma to separate the proteum and the deuterium and keep uh, deuterium in your blood plasma. Melanopsin, you probably heard me talk about this before. A blue light um, of 435 to 480 nanometers detecting Non-visual photopigment protein found in your retina, your skin, your subcutaneous fat, your arterioles of humans that regulates non-visual functions of light, such as the synchronization of the sleep-wake cycle. 
It relays photoelectric and magnetic signals to the pineal gland and allows the pupillary reflex to work in dim light. Sleep cycles regulate deuterium clearance from the CSF, cerebral spinal fluid, and blood plasma. Melanopsin works directly with the SCN in the brain to create the circadian rhythms based on the blue light intensity of daily and seasonal sunlight. Melanopsin works using calcium resonance. Melanopsin and retinal forms complexes with DHA in cell membranes to control the circadian mechanism in every cell by linking to the clock genes. Melanopsin detects the first light of day at sunrise and is sensitive to five photons. This turns on cortisol and turns off melatonin. Melanopsin mediates light-dependent relaxation of blood vessels to allow blood to be irradiated by sunlight. Melanopsin is bound to vitamin A, which is retinol, by a loose covalent bond, and when fake blue light disassociates the bond, retinol is freed, okay, which turns it into an aldehyde, which is very bad. Melanopsin dysfunction lowers melatonin and dopamine. Melanopsin dysfunction destroys photoreceptors, including the mitochondrial cytochromes. Neuropsin, we've covered that a little bit too, is your non-visual photoreceptor in the eye and skin that detects UVA sunlight. Nitric oxide is a vasodilator released in the skin in response to UVA sunlight on your eyes and skin. It brings RBC to the skin arterioles to be irradiated by sun. Nitric oxide is produced in cells in response to solar EMFs that stimulate the BGCC on cell membranes to release calcium inside the cell to produce nitric oxide. Nitric oxide inhibits electron chain transport and maintains autophagy and apoptosis to prevent oncogenesis. So autophagy and apoptosis are our two uh, change recycle programs. Oncogenesis is cancer. Nitric oxide is a critical signaling molecule in the blood and mitochondria made by UVA sunlight. Non-native EMFs detected by the BGCCs result in excessive release of calcium and the creation of hydroxyl free radical instead of nitric oxide. So BGCC is a voltage-gated calcium channel. A photon is a quanta, a single particle of electromagnetic radiation, and is the force carrier of, of the electromagnetic force and has no mass. Photons interact with matter via electrons to transmit information and provide the energy to move the electrons. All parts of the spectrum of light that falls to Earth 250 to 700 nanometers of light interact with matter differently. Photons carry information to the body via spin characteristics. Light alters the charge on electrons and protons to change the arrangement and the function of biomolecules. Electrons are excited to higher energy levels by photons and release these in biological processes. Red light photons move light hydrogen atoms, protons, not deuterions, by resonance. Okay. Photoelectric effect equals is the emission of electrons when light shines on a material. It happens on your skin and your retina 
of humans when electrons are excited by a photon. It requires electron-rich DHA in the cell membranes. The photoelectric effect splits electrons from water to liberate oxygen and electrons in melanin. Your photoreceptors are molecules that absorb and release light. So examples are melanopsin, neuropsin, rhodopsin, melanin, dopamine, serotonin, leptin, catalase, vitamin A, vitamin B12, UCP, uncoupling protein, heme proteins, including your RBCs, red blood cells, and mitochondrial cytokines one through five. The retinal pigmented epithelium in the eye regenerates photoreceptors using dopamine and melatonin made in the eye by UVA light on aromatic amino acids. UVA and IRI sunlight regenerate all photoreceptors. Cones regenerate at nighttime during darkness. Rods regenerate in the daytime. POMSI, propiomelanocortin, is a neurotransmitter made by UV sunlight interacting with aromatic amino acids in your skin that affects mood and behavior via your suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is the master circadian clock, and the production of hormones. ACTH, CLIP, lipotropin, beta endorphins, melanocyte stimulating hormone, MSH. Lack of POMSI results in depression and addiction. Your RBCs, red blood cells, are heme-containing photoreceptors that absorb and emit light and oxygen. Violet sunlight, so ultraviolet, uh, stimulates RBC, UV, stimulates RBC synthesis in humans. RBC have no mitochondria and only use glycolysis. Heme in the RBC can be destroyed by excessive artificial blue light via melanopsin and retinal dysfunction. Retinal dysfunction. RBC needs DHA in cell membranes and vitamin C to conduct sunlight to mitochondria. Iron porphyrins in RBC absorb 250 to 600 nanometers and the water surrounding them absorbs all the way to 3,100 nanometers to create the easy exclusion zone in your blood plasma. Your redox potential, okay, which we talked about earlier. Redox, reduction, oxidation is what that stands for. Reduction, oxidation potential is a measure of the tendency of the chemical species to acquire or lose electrons through ionization. Reduction is the addition of electrons, making substance more hydrophilic, so it wants to bind to water. Oxidation is the removal of electrons making the substance more hydrophobic, so it repels water. Redox is a measure of the net negative charge in a cell. In the mitochondria, a higher redox is beneficial where there are more electrons than protons and a higher kinetic energy is stored in your proteins and your easy water to run cellular regeneration programs. Redox is a function of the speed of electrons through the electron chain transport and the distance between the respiratory proteins controlled by the uncoupling protein. A low redox occurs when H plus predominates, hydrogen plus predominates and there are fewer electrons. Redox is built by IR and UV sunlight. At higher latitudes, away 
in winter. Redox can be augmented in the absence of sunlight by cold exposure combined with a ketogenic diet. Fasting and, but still requires exposure to daily sunlight that has 42% IR year round. Your skin. The skin is the largest organ of the body and is a neuroendocrine solar panel that connects the solar signals detected on the skin to the master clock, the SCN. Hairs on the skin are EMF antennas that connect to melanopsin and retinol in the dermis and arterioles. Skin contains the most melanopsin, making it very sensitive to blue light toxicity, which is why it is important to cover your skin when under blue light. Uh, derived from neuroectoderm in the embryo, it connects the skin and the brain cells. Skin cells and gut cells are epithelial cells, and skin cells control the gut cell circadian clocks. Blue light damages skin cells to uncouple your circadian rhythms. UV light on keratinocyte stimulates the release of deuterium from those cells to blood plasma. I need a drink. Sulfation is catalyzed by UV and IR sunlight on the skin that creates melatonin. Melatonin sulfates cholesterol, heparin, platelets, DHEA, and vitamin D3. Lack of AM sunlight and allen artificial light at night prevents sulfation and the proper function of all these molecules. T cell equals immune cell made in the thymus and activated by blue light from the sun and turned off by red. Blue light in sunlight always has 42% red present. Artificial light has a lot of blue and no red and causes uncontrolled T cell activation, autoimmunity. T cell T cells require adequate levels of vitamin D. T cells stored mostly in skin where sunlight programs their function. Thyroid hormones are made from the aromatic amino acid tyrosine after programming by UV sunlight. It depends on adequate levels of melatonin, lack of AM sun on the eyes and skin, and allen, artificial light at night, turns off melatonin and ruins your thyroid hormones. Vitamin A includes retinol and its metabolites, retinol and retinoic acid. Vitamin A is a photoreceptor that is bound to all opsins. When it becomes unbound, it spontaneously emits all the light it absorbs, and this damages all photoreceptors it interacts with. Retinol normally bound to melanopsin by a loose covalent bond. Chronic blue light exposure on the eyes and skin uncouples melanopsin and retinol when it is freed from melanopsin. Retinol destroys all photoreceptors in your body. Bone osteoclast, osteoblasts depend on vitamin A. Retinoic acid regulates gene transcription, especially in the immune system. Vitamin D and vitamin A control each other's toxicity via circadian mechanisms. Vitamin A levels are important for epithelial cell integrity, especially brush border of the gut and your skin. Vitamin A is necessary for sperm cell production in the female menstrual cycles. 
Vitamin B, folate, and B12. B vitamins are photoreceptors made from UV light and damaged by free retinol from melanopsin retinol dysfunction. B vitamins are strongly fluorescent under UV light. They release light in the TCA cycle. B12 is essential in two metabolic cycles in the nervous system, DNA expression and homocysteine, methionine, heavy metal clearance. B12 affects DNA expression by donating its methyl groups three times hydrogen plus for DNA methylation to turn off gene expression affecting epigenetics and fetal development. B12 absorbs visible light and re-emits re it in methylation when it donates its methyl groups. This provides light information to DNA expression. B12 also essential for myelination, neural tube defects, or MS. Okay. Almost done here. Vitamin D is not a vitamin, but it's rather a hormone made in the skin cells using sulfated cholesterol, deuterium-depleted water, and UVB sunlight. Cholesterol is, sun, is sulfated by AMUVA sun and melatonin. So if sulfated cholesterol is not available, vitamin D3 cannot be made. Okay. Vitamin D interacts with vitamin D receptors on cell membranes. Vitamin D, dietary vitamin D and synthetic vitamin D are not able to initiate the diverse and essential functions of vitamin D made in the skin by sunlight. So do not supplement with vitamin D in most cases. Essential function in adaptive and innate immune system, vitamin D. Vitamin D programs T and B cells for proper immune response. Influences the expression and synthesis of inflammatory cytokines and photoproducts that protect the skin, microbiome, and skin cells from developing cancer. Also protects gut cells and gut microbiome. Activates 3 to 6% of the human genome, DNA. Essential for bone health, placental health, lactation. Regulates cell growth, especially in the breast, colon, skin, brain, ovary, and prostate. The vitamin D receptor depends on the presence of DHA in cell membranes. Okay. Vitamin E is a group of eight fat-soluble compounds that act as an antioxidant to donate electrons to quench ROS and RNS, reactive oxygen species and reactive nitrogen species. Alpha-tocopherol is a quinone with a benzene ring that is a photon trapped for UVA and IRA AM sunlight. Important antioxidant in the eyes, but requires activation by sunlight. Alpha tocopherol is recycled by absorbic acid. So that is super heavy on the science, but it basically ties everything that we've been talking about together and the reason why you should never wear sunscreen. I'm going to finish with a story from another fellow mitochondriac, Mike. David. Um, so his story is basically just another uh, nature sun versus alien sun. So I worked with a man today on the docks. He was 52 and telling me how bad the sun was. He showed me his scars where they removed skin deformations from supposed sunlight. I said, What did you do to show me those scars? You had to pick up your shirt 
and roll up your sleeves. I said, do you go shirtless outside often? He said, no. I said, do you go shirtless inside? He said, yes. Isn't it interesting that he didn't have skin removed from his face or forearms or leg bottoms? He had to move the clothing that was blocking the sun to show me. The skin is one entire organ. When you operate at an energy deficient long enough, the organ system will show signs of wear and tear. Autophagy, which is our recycling program, is impaired, and aging mitochondria do not do well without autophagy. When you're old, apoptosis will kill you. Apoptosis is self-suicide. When there is a lack of stem cell supply, the specific place that the skin organ gets defective is not a direct correspondence to an infliction in that one spot of skin over the others. It is a sign that you lack energy independence and rely too much on systems technology to recover the loss. If the energy independence is restored to the entire skin organ, the entire surface area will be beautiful and resilient and repair defects quickly. The skin is a dynamic layered structure coated in dead cells and bacteria. There is a dynamic interaction occurring between the skin, organ, and the outside world. These two worlds collide at a collapsing 16 to 22 square feet of surface area. That's a lot of surface area when your individual parts are the size of bacteria and slightly bigger. Basically, a ton of interaction from the real you to the outside world. The boundary begins to be erased. This dynamic interaction with the outside world has many benefits, but must be experienced to be realized. There is no alternative to exposing yourself to your intended reality. This is how you build energy independence. It's like we have a built-in activating mechanism that turns harmful energy from the outside world into nourishment. Like the old use it, like the old use it or lose it is saying, exercise stimulates growth and autophagy and helps a lot. Exposing the skin to the natural world is also an exercise that has its own downstream effects. It is a misconception that using this skin nature system more often will cause skin lesions and terrible atrocities. But in reality, it is the lack of use of this powerful skin system that causes its atrophy. atrophy. It's not the sun's fault. It's about using it or slowly losing it. Since melanin splits the water molecules and your 99% water by molecular count, the using the, the using the skin system provides all that nature intends. It's not just 20 minutes of some particular frequency of light that's going to save your ass. It's the whole enchilada that's saving asses. The heating and cooling, the bacteria, the healing of wounds, the reformation of plastic bone structure, actively interacting with your bones upside world gives us much more than just light. Sound is different. You feel a higher stimulation of awareness as well. You listen very intently to your surroundings. You try to grasp as much knowledge from the slightest bit of information. Your senses are heightened. You exist in the complete present. You exist the known, you exit the known world. The matrix, basically. The known world is mostly irrelevant, boring bullshit. Disrupted and short-lived. Interactions that do not contain much thought going from one shit show to another. When you keep up with the Joneses, you fall behind nature. 
which race are you running? Okay, so sunscreen, not a good idea, much like sunglasses. So that is basically it for this webinar. So very long, like I told you, uh, I did not want to do a second part to this. So I uh, wanted to cover as much as I could. Hopefully it's not too boring. Some of the parts you may need to go over and over and over again to understand it, but that's how we learn is repetition. Repetition is the mother of all learning. Um, when I first started as a mitochondria, the science stuff was like, it was like a basically a punch in the head. It was very hard to understand. But as I kept going and kept going, raising my dopamine, getting out, building that solar callus and whatnot, things started clicking and they started clicking more and more. And now I truly understand why I am doing this. And it is to make people feel better. Um, I've said many times in many different places that when I first started um, or before I started, I would have told you my health was a 10 for most days. Now, uh, looking back, I realized it was somewhere between a five and a six, maybe six and a half. Okay, so not very good. Today, I will never tell you my health is a 10 because I simply do not know how far I can take myself. So hopefully this information helped you. Okay, uh, I appreciate you listening, watching. Okay, and of course, share it out with anybody that you feel needs to hear it. Anybody wearing sunscreen, anybody who is not eating their DHA, anybody who is in love with technology. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's just, that's just a way to slowly kill yourself. So modern life is slow suicide, but that's all I have for you today. So uh, we're going to end here and hopefully you enjoyed it, but have a beautiful day. And of course, if you're listening to this on the podcast, always looking for the ratings. Five stars is preferable, but do what you feel is worthy of it. But otherwise, I will check you later. Have a great day, night, evening, weekend, wherever you are. Stay strong. Stay positive. Be the improvement warrior. If you would like to support this podcast, then please visit me on Patreon to become a patron of Improvement Warrior Podcast. The podcast may be free for you, but it definitely is not free for me. So even if it's just $1 pledge or $3 or $50, I would greatly appreciate it. Just search on Patreon for Improvement Warrior or go to patreon.com slash improvement warrior. It will also be listed in the show notes along with other ways to support the show via our sponsors or either via PayPal or Anchor support. If you are looking for a quick and easy guide on how to get started with improving your health to optimal, then check out my free guidebook, Improvement Warrior Mitochondriac, a 17-step guidebook going over everything from the sun to melatonin to water to cold exposure to electropollution and much, much more. It can get quite confusing listening to multiple health coaches, blogs, podcasts, videos, etc., etc., especially with where to start and where to go next. 
check out the guidebook at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash mitochondriac. Just mitochondria with a C at the end.